I never had so much clarity, about the overarching role of the Pakistan army, as I do now. I always, in the galore of patriotism, took the Pakistan army as an infallible, pristine and divine entity, who is there to protect Pakistan and its people from all and any, internal or external, evil. Let me be clear, I am not against the Pakistani army and laud its role as the guarantor of Pakistan's ideological and physical boundaries, do revere the sacrifices it has offered. I am, however, against the unsavory practices its top brass did employing to further their interests at the cost of the country. I always wondered about hearing the criticism of the army and the stories of those who dared criticize, always trashed as anti-Pakistan traitors. Hussein Haqqani's name immediately pops up on Memories Horizon, a journalist, a political activist and an academician. He also served as an ambassador in Sri Lanka and the USA. The second name which pops up is that of Aisha Siddika, an intellectual, a military scientist, and a director of naval research in the Pakistan Navy. Doctorate in War Studies from King's College London. She wrote a book in 2007, Military Incorporated, exploring Pakistani army's practices and faced an immediate smear campaign, which she weathered pretty well and still got a fair amount of media coverage within and without Pakistan. I am using the examples of these people just to prove my point without validating or discarding their views or work. I admit on the outset of having no inside information about the working of the Pakistani army, but as a thinker, political observer and analyst I can see, how things are being managed, maneuvered in Pakistan, by the so-called establishment, which, in reality, is only the army. Pakistan seems to be a unique case study, in which so-called establishment, military, the only well-organized, most powerful entity, owns the country as its turf. It dawned on me when, Nawaz Sharif, a convicted criminal, was met in prison, under the cover of the darkness of the night, by some representative of the establishment, and a deal was struck for his release out to the UK a drama of his imminent death was staged, for which his medical reports were skillfully fabricated, judiciary managed and the PM duped. This whole episode would be an excellent script for a future James Bond movie. Bravo to the Pakistani military. No one else in Pakistan could have done such a fine job. No wonder, even Americans are convinced that the Pakistani, Army's, Intelligence Agency, ISI, is number one in the world. When I shared my concern with a friend of mine, a veteran of Pakistani capital, he asked me, are you saying that Pakistan military is working against Pakistan? My answer was, no, the Pakistani army is working to hold on to its turf, on which it has been playing its game of king-making for the past 70-plus years. It will fight tooth and nail against it being taken away by an Erdogan ilk and being subservient to civilian commands, like the Turkish army. Now, the obvious question arises, why someone would meet Nawaz Sharif in prison and offer him a deal? One may recall, sometimes back Nawaz Sharif openly threatening to divulge some secrets if forced. That thereat was not a hollow but a potent one and heard by those it was meant for. The Pakistani military has never been absent from any change, ever took place in Pakistani statecraft, for which its hands ought to be dirty. Nawaz Sharif, being highly vengeful by nature and at the helm of affairs longer than anyone else, must have saved some unsavory maneuverings of the military, to be used at the right time, as he did. This thing is further confirmed by Gen Bajwa's extension saga. General Bajwa, selling his Bajwa doctrine, sought an extension in his tenure which, unscrupulous PM Imran Khan and his novice courtiers bungled up in the judiciary, in pursuance of settling its scores with the PM, created a bottleneck, for which a yea a vote of the National Assembly became necessary. This was managed by the Pakistani military, at an immense cost to the Pakistani state, economically, politically, culturally and socially. Most of the arraigned and confirmed robbers of Pakistan were set to be released on bail, and some were even promised a future leadership role in the government. 
as has recently been published by a senior Pakistani journalist in Dawn newspaper, concerning Shabazz Sharif, who surprisingly dashed back from London hoping for something. Another news of $500 mil, a pittance in the face of 36-40 billions robbed, paid by Nawaz Sharif in secret for his release, also confirms the customary shady dealings of the deep state, Vajwa's extension dashed all hopes of ending corruption, injustice and Pakistan's economic well-being, forever. To understand fully, one may also delve into the obliquities of General Parvez Musharraf, Saudi king awarded him with $10 mil gratuitous bakshish, General Ashfaq Parvez Kayani, reportedly, bought an island, and General Raheel Sharif, awarded with a prized posting in Saudi Arabia, reportedly, for exculpating Maryam Nawaz from infamous Don Leak. Pakistan has been, put back on its old trajectory of all elites shared corruption resulting in misery, poverty and destitution, for this is the only way military can hold into and manage its turf. The military, under any circumstance, cannot and would not even entertain an idea of Pakistani Erdogan it looks like Doltish Prime Minister Imran Khan is oblivious of even any strain of such thinking. He is still busy, praising General Bajwa, beating the drum of accountability while some of them, untouchable, criminals are surrounding him while the others are roaming around freely, indemnified by the establishment, and politicking as usual. Entrenched interests of the Pakistani deep state have necessitated Pakistan's economy to be handed over to IMF, which might prove to be a huge setback to the most publicized CPEC. Lavish doling out of funds by IMF, World Bank, ADB coupled with plans of billions of dollars of investment by Bedouin Pentagon, despite oil market crash, is a visible enough sign to prove the point. Any temporary betterment in the Pakistani economic scenario would not benefit Doltish Imran Khan, for which his inexperience, his indecisiveness and his dependence on the group of, managed-slash-planted, cronies around him have already predatorily been used to discredit his government. If somehow, it is felt that he may become unmanageable or indispensable, Erdogan Elk, he would be immediately removed. For now, his stature and celebrity status is being used as a showboat for a softer civilian image of Pakistan, to win on regional and international diplomatic fronts. He, nevertheless, is under the Damocles sword, and can be dispensed with at the spur of the moment. Greater than what Pakistan's army so, watered and fertilized for seven decades, is the crop of corrupt politician Pakistanis are reaping now. One of their pet dog has turned on them and is biting back, as per Arabic saying, fatten your dog to eat you following the big dog, some cubs have also been emboldened. Military in Pakistan is untouchable and poised to remain so for a long time to come, with an undeclared proscription for an Erdogan to ever let born in Pakistan. Update as of February 6, 2021. Pakistani army seems to have run out of its options, Given the regional and international change of guards, China, America along with few influencers, therefore, compelled to either negotiate with the old hands, its cultivated criminals, or tolerate a dumb, obstinately arrogant, yet malleable Imran Khan. A miracle, however, will always be the hope for Pakistan and Pakistanis. Insala. HTTPS colon slash slash Shakir2.wordpress.com slash 2018 slash 05 slash 10 slash Pakistan's exceptionalism slash Comment slash feedback slash like slash share slash follow. Shakir2.wordpress.com